you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Eric the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thanks so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B and J Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show. It's mm-hmm. the Friday edition. It's the gumbo show. That means that everything goes in the pot. Uh-huh. Everything good. Uh, we had a grand gumbo last weekend. Yes. We need, man. <laughs> Shout out, Brother Johnny. Just yes. want to say. Just, mm-hmm. just, just so you can say, just really good. That's really all I want good. to say. That's all I want to say. They said Man. that they would kidnap us and bring us back <laughs> to Louisiana. Man. I am fine with that as long as they hold us hostage at Brother Johnny's house. So it was the gumbo. It was the potato uh, salad. Potato I salad. I could not have the pistolets. Pistolet. Oh. And it was don't talk about it. Banana pudding. Don't talk about banana it. Banana pudding. Oh, banana that. pudding. It was good. Oh, I had what? Well, hey, don't put too much out there. I did. <laughs> I did have that because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get fit. In a few weeks, I'm going to be put through a rigorous test. <laughs> and um right thanks to you for getting us into this um and so i gotta be ready so i'm trying to get fit i'm trying to get all the kids fit maybe more on this a little bit later I'm trying to get all the kids ready for this rigorous uh physical testing that they're going to be going through the only one who seems to be unbothered by the rigorous fitness initiative is sam witt yeah he's the only one who seems naturally inclined towards um, the type of athleticism that is just he can punish his body and it, he just skips along like he didn't do anything. <laughs> so you say drop and give me 10 push-ups and he drops and gives 10 or 11 or 10 and a half, depending on how you, some mm. of them near the end, you can tell he's getting a little fatigued and he starts to bow just a little bit like, ah, mm-hmm. keep it straight, you know, <laughs> but everybody's hurting. Gabby's hurting. Um, JD's hurting. <laughs> Mariah's like, I mean, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I don't know where she gets that. <laughs> it seems like well, that comes more from your side of the family. Yeah, just you know, that, you no, know, no, I don't think so. nobody believes that you're safe. <laughs> no, everybody knows that that comes from me. Okay. Anytime I thought, there's I a lack Gabby of a, would be, you know, doing it. No, no. She, now, now she has the athleticism as far as she's a runner. You know what I mean? So her lower body strength is phenomenal. I say she's a runner. She likes to run. Mm-hmm. I could go into detail about how she would love to run as like a sort of like an organized sport, but we've just kind of, Held off on that. I know some people might have some issues with why we've held off, <laughs> but we just have. You parent the way you parent. Um, <laughs> so, but it's uh, it, we were doing upper body strength, so it's push ups right. and and all of that, yeah. and then you know, so so we're working on math today, and uh, she's writing, and she's like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's just muscle soreness. Right, you'll be get fine. over it. You'll be you'll fine. be fine. Yeah. Just it's, that's just what happens. Yeah. Anyways, it's Friday. And uh, we do a lighter show on Friday. Mm-hmm. And so we recap the week's programming and then take more of your calls. I would like to recap some programming because I know on Monday for sure we didn't open the phone lines. So it may be that you wanted to comment on Monday's topic, which was student walkout uh, depicts national walk away. Mm-hmm. And you remember we talked about the school in West Virginia where the students were taken to an FCA uh, assembly and they 
protested. They said they shouldn't have been forced to hear. Um, they shouldn't have been forced to hear that Jesus saves. Right. And so they were upset. And so they walked out and their parents uh, encouraged them for those whose parents did encourage them. And um, then the Freedom from Religion Foundation got involved and is now suing the school. And their aim is not that the school would just be careful that kids who want to go go. Nope. Their aim is that the school would never do anything like this again. Mm hmm. Uh, so anyway, we talked about that on Monday and then Tuesday was a part two of yeah. sorts. And yeah. so we can revisit that. Mm -hmm. And then on Wednesday, you talked about family. Will family. Right? Yes. Yeah, so I talked about how more now than ever, as we see things happening and unfolding in, in the world that we need each other as the body of Christ, yes. not to be uh, more divided, but to be more unified. And the push for the world uh, is to divide us and to, mm -hmm. you know, uh, cause us to be suspicious of one another. As yeah. Christians, you know, because of, mm -hmm. you know, uh, past history or skin color and all this kind of mm -hmm. stuff. But mm -hmm. as we see from the scripture, man, you know, the body of Christ has to be unified. We have to love one another. We have to bear one another's burdens, you know. So these are the things that uh, are are necessary as we face the things that we are facing, you know, yes. uh, that and the things that are coming. It's always been so upsetting to me um, from the moment that I started to observe what's actually happening in culture and how mm -hmm. it's infiltrating the church. It's been so upsetting to me that um, just, I guess I would say large chunks of the body seem unable to recognize these, what appear to me, <clears throat> excuse me, appear to me to be clear attacks. Mm. So one of the things that's really frustrated me about the type of division that has been caused is that you have the world. And so I'm talking about those who are not members of the body of Christ. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you have the world. Um, they have a problem, but they don't want to go to God for the solution. So they don't want to use the word of God to deal with their problem. And here's the strange thing, right? And I know to a lot, for a lot of us Christians, we're kind of like, we never want to acknowledge when they actually have a legitimate grievance. <laughs> we sort of, you know, we're like, ah, but don't say that that's, that's a good point, you know, right. but, but let's just acknowledge that there are some grievances that people who don't fear God bring up that are legitimate. Mm. And why should we acknowledge that? Well, because we're made in the image of God. So um, kind of baked into our <laughs> creation, if you will is the desire for justice, is the desire for what is right. Like even before you teach a kid that they just kind of, they know this, mm -hmm. this is not right. Right. And they, and they declare it. And so even you have people who are not submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, they bear the marks of being created in the image of God and they can understand that something is wrong, but they don't know how to get to the right end. Mm. Right. Right. So because they don't know how to get to the right end, they come up with their own philosophies to try to get to the right end but they don't want to use God's methods, yeah, right? right? Which means you're never going to get to the right end. You're not going to get to the right end. You're going to get to an end, yeah. and it's usually man-made. Mm. But then, and, and this is where I'm going with this, to your point about the body of Christ, but then as they're trying to find these solutions that reject the knowledge of God, mm -hmm. that have no need for the application of Scripture, they think they stumble upon something brilliant, and then they want to give it back to the church who already has its founding documents, if you will. Right. right? I mean, like right. already has its solutions and right. its remedies and its responses to all of these things that ail us because of, well, you know, human. But then we in the church start to say, well, maybe that is a better way. Maybe we should use their method. Maybe we should do what, what they're doing. Um, and then the minute we start doing that, we're divided.
Right. Because they say in order for you to use our methods, and I'm, I'm thinking specifically of critical race theory or critical whatever theory, you can, you can change it however you want. Um, it all goes back to the original, which is Marxism. Mm-hmm. It's all critical theory. Um, but then they say, they say, you guys have problems <laughs> and we're going to offer you the solutions and then we buy it and then we're all suspicious of one another. Right. So we take on problems that didn't originate with us and we have the mm-hmm. solutions and the answers if we would stick to what the word of God says. I, I always think about um, Colossians 3 and I know uh, Abe, he had uh, preached about that. He talked about that at one of the conferences. Speaking of the conference, a Marriage Family oh, Life yeah. conference, you can still register uh, marriagefamilylife.net marriagefamilylife.net. The last time I talked to our, our IIT person, there were still some uh, early bird uh, tickets. So oh, that's you, wonderful. Yeah, so if you use the code earlybird22, you will get a 25% di- uh, discount. But uh, that's going to be July 7th to the 9th here in Tupelo, Mississippi. Um, so go to marriagefamilylife.net. But what I was saying was he, he talked one year about uh, Colossians chapter 3 and how, you know, Paul was saying there's no Jew, no Greek, no Scythian or Barbarian, you know, all all of that mm-hmm. and it broke it and broke it down. And yeah, was saying like brilliant. in Christ, you know, we are one. That's why we can yes. look at what's going on, even like in Ukraine and and other parts of the world and say, man, mm. we can pray and our hearts can be knit to our family because we are one because of the blood yes. of Jesus Christ, no matter what country we're living in. You know, mm-hmm. and so when you have those uh, things coming into the church, you know, I'm thinking about in America, those different ideologies that have not originated you know, from the scripture and it's been brought in, man, to divide, we should always look back to the cross and what Jesus Christ did and Mm -hmm. that we are one because of the blood of Christ, you know, and it's sad that we have these divisions and things happening. Yeah. You know, to your point, that's one of the things that we were talking to the kids about this morning, just trying Mm -hmm. to help them understand and process what's happening over in Ukraine and, and to connect them to this, not just in a political sense, right? Not to connect them um, to um, national sovereignty or, or all of these things that are important for here and now. Those things are very important and they have to learn about those things. Mm. But our first and foremost aim is to always connect them to the eternal things, the eternal things first and everything else we, we can teach about and connect them to in as much as they need to be connected to those things. Right. I'm yeah. not saying everything we need to connect them to, but the eternal things First and foremost, you want to connect them to. And so that was the first thing that we did was remind them that your brothers and sisters are in Ukraine. They're in Russia. Mm. They, I mean, your brothers and sisters right now are suffering and we try to help them understand. So for us, there's an eight hour uh, time difference. Um, we're on central time. So we had them thinking about, okay, so what time is it right now? Imagine at your age, you're waking up and your country is in the middle of a war. Mm. Or this is the second day of a war in your country. Like, think about that. Like, what would you how would you feel? Like, I I, I wanted them to understand and to to not just um, consume the news, because, by the way, for our big three, we do allow for them to watch certain news. Mm -hmm. And when I say certain news, I don't mean certain news outlets. I mean, certain news stories. Right. Right. There are certain things that we want them to be aware of because God has entrusted us to raise humans like people, like adults, right, yeah. that, that are going to live in the world. So we need them to be able to process those things and think about them deeply. And that's one of the things that we did with them, like be connected to your family. Don't just consume that information yeah. and then just sort of like have it in a vacuum. But how do we think eternally about this? And then also when you do that, when you make those kinds of connections, then hopefully you have kids who want to pray. 
So so is it all right for us to even I know we don't get paid for that, but to put a plug I, because I, I really feel like uh, world news and what we watched. Oh, yeah. I think absolutely. that's a great, great, great um, yeah. you know, program for, for young people to watch is is Christ centered, biblically based. You know, it's and, oh, my goodness. But they're talking about the news of the day, mm-hmm. you know, and what's the what's the name of the, the show? So so um, so. Um, World Watch is the name of the program. It okay. is specifically designed, I want to say, by World Magazine, okay. if that is, in fact, the, the official umbrella for um, all of the information that gets distributed. Uh, but we enjoy their news specifically um, produced for children. Yeah. For, I would say, preteens and, and teens. Yeah. But our younger ones enjoy it. And if, if ever they're going to cover a topic that is not suitable for our younger audience, they give a disclaimer just Mm -hmm. as we do on this program. And I'm so thankful for that. And so then our big three will pause it and they will say, well, we'll just pick up watching that later because if the five-year-old can't watch it, if it's going to be too alarming or disturbing for the seven-year-old, then, then they just pause it Mm -hmm. and watch it later. But it's a part of their school day. It's a part of how they learn what's happening in the world. So anyway, it's called World Watch, if mm-hmm. anyone's interested, and you subscribe to it. And so we we pay a yearly subscription to get that news because mm-hmm. it is specifically designed and produced with children in mind. Yeah. So not only is there um, current event news that is being um, produced, but also sort of special interest human special human interest stories and fun tidbits and, and all kinds of insights really that good. I mean, it is really it good. is so excellently done. And our kids look forward to it. It's it's like a um, it's a part of how they start their day. And and that's that's often one of the things that's requested. Can we watch World Watch? Is it time now? Can we have that? You know, <laughs> so that's usually our transitional period after studying the word of God and engaging in discussion around that. Then they are watching World Watch and we're talking about it. They are learning and growing. And I don't have to worry that they're going to be assaulted mentally. You know what I mean? Right. So. So anyway, so that is I, I think it's a wonderful plug. Um for news and information for your kids. Um, anyway, yes. biblically objective news, I think is what they say. Okay. How, to, how they describe it. All right. So I want to open the phone lines. We can um, review this past week. And then I have a couple questions that I'm hoping will kind of guide our interaction today with our listening audience. The number, by the way, is 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. A couple questions as we recap from earlier this week, but uh, some more questions here. What does a strong America look like to you? Mm. I just want to know, what does a strong America look like to you? And then help me understand how you see American greatness. What Mm. is that? Mm. Um, All of that can go into the pot. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. Addison's on American Family Radio, 888-589-8840. It is the Friday Gumbo Show, and we invite you to call in and engage with us on anything that we've discussed this week. Um, You can also give your response to a couple of questions. I was just thinking, and so I wanted to throw these questions out there and get your response to them. Um, What does a strong America look like to you? And what is American greatness? Mm. What is American greatness? Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's. American Family Radio is a network. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Path of Revelation with Bow Down. 
All right, let's go to the phone lines. And if I if I don't remember um, on the other side of this call, providing there aren't more calls, I want to comment on the spot we just heard about critical thinking and raising kids to think critically. I don't know if that spot was heard across all of the networks that we broadcast. And I know sometimes there's breakaway and then there are local spots. Um, just in case you didn't hear it, um, the spot was encouraging parents to train their kids to think critically, always think beyond just the surface mm. or at face value, what they're reading or consuming. And I champion that 110%. This is what we try to do with our kids. And so I want to offer um, a little anecdote about that. Um, if we have time. All right. Well, the great, where do we go first? All right, let's go to Michael in Arkansas. Hi, Michael. Hey, how are y'all doing today? Doing good. Doing well. How are you? All right, well, just out working. Um, I just wanted to make you guys aware of something. We were talking about how the media frames everything. Uh, mm-hmm. I was uh, taking care of my mother. I recently had to move her in and become her caregiver. Mm-hmm. She was uh, listening to the view, and they were framing the whole deal with um, what's going on with the Ukraine and Russia as it being white Christians going after minorities, hmm. um, Jewish people, and that Republicans and all conservatives were backing them because they backed dictators, and that's what they want out of the nation. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Now, yeah. l- let me make sure that I understand, Michael. Let me make sure that I understand. So so you were, you were listening to... Um, your mom was listening to the spew. No, I'm just kidding. The view, <laughs> listening to the view. Yeah. And the way they framed Russia invading Ukraine is that this, say, please say that again, because I, I want to try to follow it logically. I know that might be impossible, but g- can you describe that for me one more time to make sure that I'm understanding? Uh, they were saying that uh, American Republicans, uh, people that vote for Trump, so forth, that the, the whole dispute was over Russia being a primarily a white Christian nation invading the Ukraine, the people of color and, and Jewish, and then, of course, they throw the LGBTQ in there just for bonus points. Wow. Wait, wait. So were they saying that the conservative Republicans are backing Putin's invasion into Ukraine? Oh, come on, man. Oh, come on. Are you serious? Wow. I, I had to rewind it. I had to rewind it myself. What? Let's do it again. But does that surprise you about the view? You know? No. Yeah. That's that's so inconsistent. And and the wow. thing that, that, that you, is Michael. just like, th- thank you, Michael. Okay. The thing that's really super laughable about that, super laughable. There you go for the weekend. The thing that's <laughs> super laughable about that is that you've got Putin who is, hiding behind this facade of Nazism and saying that he's going into Ukraine because of the residue of the Nazis that exist there that are trying to really um, weed out true, um, pure, pure Russians and create this new dominant ethnic group that is not purely Russian. And I know that sounds disjointed. Um, I'm, I attempt to make sense of what Putin is saying, which I, but he's telling you straight out why, why he's, you know, going over there and doing what he's doing. He want to restore the Soviet Union. You know, he want yes. to bring back. I mean, so, man, for the, for the view, to, it don't surprise me. Though. It's insane it, to it, me, it, though. It don't surprise it's like me. I, I mean, it's like, yeah. And I wish I could pull up. I would like to share. Well, I, I know I'm not going to. I won't take the entire <laughs> time. But 
I was reading because sometimes, you know, when you're reading these stories, let's see if I can, I'll look for it. I'll look for it. I came across an article yesterday and I was telling you about this, Will the Great, Mm -hmm. that I thought helped to bring a great deal of understanding to what is happening in the mind of Putin, which could be, could be kind of dangerous. Um, But the way he's um, framing framing this invasion and, you know, which, okay. Um, let me find the article because and the propaganda I, I wanna, that he, that he's telling the people which is in exactly Russia, what it is. yes, <laughs> you know, it it don't it don't sound like what his true motive is. Right, it like sounds like he's protecting them. Their people, yes, yeah. we're we're going to get our people come on, out of Ukraine because Ukraine has been overrun by the Nazi remnant. Um, following the fall of the Soviet Union. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely insane. (laughs) Okay. When you, okay. So anyways, um, so, okay. So there we go. And, and the lesson for today, (laughs) courtesy of our brother, Michael, who listens in Arkansas, the lesson for today is don't overhear your mom listening to the view. (laughs) That's the lesson. The view, man. That, that's amazing. Okay. All right. Well, the great. You have some comments from well, our online chat, and then yeah. also we have more calls to get to. We have more calls, but wow. this is from the chat from my brother Jerry. Just my two cents. Strong America equal godly equals godly America with a strong church focused on making disciples who also make disciples. Strong mm. believers vote for good and godly leaders and make good and godly decisions. Yeah. That's from yep. Jerry. And, and I agree with you, Jerry. And I think that if all of those things were present— then then good, strong believers would have good, strong believers as options to vote for. Mm. Right. You'd, you'd have a bigger pool from which to draw candidates. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> even among the conservatives, when you start talking about morality, when you start talking about moral candidates, it's, as they say, slim pickings. Yeah. Yeah. It's slim pickings. Right. Yeah. And, and some people have just made the decision that we will never care about morality again. Like, oh, that's from the 90s. We can't care about morality yeah. here. Now it's a it's a dog fight. Man, it's on, just man. get get, you know, get. And I anyways, As a believer, um, that should never be our. our no, we always know? have to care about morality. Amen. We always have to care about moral uprightness. We always have to always. All right. Will the great. Where do we go next? All right. Let's go to George in Mississippi. Hi, George. Good afternoon. Hello. Uh, a strong, a strong America looks like. Um, a lot of people getting married, very few divorces, and nobody trying to abort their child. Mm. Because mm. America is as weak as its families are. Wow. Man, George, I have to agree with that. That that, yeah. that is a big part of the, the weakness wow. of America, you know, um, that we have really um, not adhered to God's design for marriage, yeah. for family. Uh, and it shows it shows, you know, it's interesting, George, your point. Um, I think you said America is only how did you phrase it about the weakness of our families? Oh, man, you said it. You said it beautifully. Say it again, George. It down. Can you say it again, George? Is as weak as the families. OK, yes. Perfectly said. America is as weak as the families. Mm-hmm. I, I want to I want to as its families. Let me say this. When you look at the history of Marxist and communist movements, the destruction of the family was always necessary. Mm. To topple any nation, you <laughs> always had to destroy the family. That Guys, if you go back and you do sense. the research, yeah. and that's what I've done, 
you go back and you do the research, you look at the way that these movements gain steam, the way they start and the way they gain steam was always the destruction of the family. Mm. You look at teaching kids these loose um, sexual norms like um, wrestling kids away from biblical conviction, like undermining the authority of the parents. Guys, this characterizes has characterized every Marxist movement right down to what we see in America, critical race theory, mm. That's which is a Marxist movement, by the way. So it's always been destroy the family because what our brother, what our brother George just said is actually true. Mm. And that's, and, and by the way, that's not just true for America. That's true for any country, which is why when you saw nations fall, when you saw na- nations um, taken over, mm-hmm. it, the family was always weak. The family was always destroyed. The next generation was always the walkaway generation, like moving further and further away um, from the authority of their parents. So anyway, George, you make a grand point. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Joseph in Texas. Hi, Joseph. Hey, how you doing? Doing fine. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, just in response to what make a strong America, uh, I'm a first-time listener, and I'm, I'm just enjoying you all, but what make a strong America and not a PC statement is a, uh, a repentant mm-hmm. and an atoning America mm-hmm. as it relates to um, African Americans in this country. And um, that's just my, my short statement. I don't know how you all feel about that. I'm curious to know what you mean, Joseph. Jo- by the way, um, so when you say a repentant country, I draw from that that you are a follower of Jesus. I am. Okay, okay, great. I just want to make sure, you know, we're on the same page because there are certain terms that we as believers recognize and those terms are common between us. And so I just I just wanted to double check. So what do you mean? Would you help me understand the point you're making about an atoning America? What do you what do you mean when you say that? Well, basically, um, America, we we've heard um, whether you believe it to be true or not, that America's great sin is the sin of slavery. And um, there's been attempts to, you know, apologize to the American people and not just African-American, because like uh, the brother just made mention about the family, mm-hmm. I think the and the wealth of the citizens um, in many ways uh, is a reflection of the, the health and the wealth of this country. And so in a tone in America, would do what I think they did in Germany um, after the Holocaust to, to acknowledge the atrocities of the Holocaust, mm-hmm. uh, but to acknowledge that in America. Do and you do you feel like we haven't done that, brother? I just I, I, I if you if you don't have to run, I know sometimes you get up to the window there and your order is ready. But if you don't have to run, <laughs> I'm just curious to know, um, do you feel like that hasn't happened in America? No, no, and I think it's okay. um, not 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 on the scale that that it needs to be. What would that and look like? I'm just curious to know. What would it look like to you? That's a good question. I mean, I you know how we have um, public service announcements and things of that nature. I, I can't say uh, for sure because you know your question just kind of got me. But um, I mean. 
I don't know if education in the schools would, would be a, a solution. I, I don't know if in the churches, I'm not exactly sure, but to acknowledge, I mean, it's no different than, you know, for an, for an unbeliever wanting to be a believer. We first have to acknowledge that, that we're, you know, uh, we're living in sin or that we're sinful, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I I feel the same about this country and country's leadership. We can't even mm-hmm. agree that that was, you know, an, an atrocity on a major scale. And mm. sometimes we just rather, you know, mm. just forget about it. I don't know about you all, but I've mm-hmm. often heard, hey, this happened some years ago. Uh, I didn't do it. So let's just forget about it. Mm. Mm. So, you know, that's that's interesting. Um I have heard responses like that, but I think they have been a little more nuanced than just that straight sort of like dismissive statement. I think that those statements, well, at least when I've heard them as of late, they've been directly connected to the teaching of critical race theory that says just because of a person's skin color, they are guilty of this atrocity. So when I've heard people disconnect themselves from it, which, and I support, I support a person disconnecting himself or herself from a sin that he or she did not commit. Now I, but it's interesting brother Joseph, because like, even as I'm listening to you, I guess here's what I'm thinking. And, and I would, I would, um, I would encourage exploration in this area. Here's here's my commentary. I believe that our country has acknowledged the sin of slavery. In fact, I believe that the Lord um, brought judgment on our nation because of that. I believe the Civil War um, actually was God's judgment expressed in our country because of this sin. But can I tell you something? I don't believe that the expression of God's judgment was because of slavery in our nation. Now, I don't talk about this very often, but let me tell you, I, I, I always want to encourage Christians to drill down deeper. The responsibility of every Christian and the nation that they live in is to be salt and light. It's to lift up a standard, right? It's to point people back to Christ. Um, I believe that God's judgment on our nation was because of the sin of slavery in the church, mm. not just in the nation. Um, you're going to have nations that behave wickedly, that do things that those nations shouldn't do, right? And God could just wipe them off the map. He could. But America is distinct and unique. And one of the greatest distinctions and what makes us most unique, which kind of you don't need to say that either something is unique or it isn't. It can't be like most unique. But you understand the point that I'm trying to make here is our fear of God. It is the understanding that there is a creator and that he judges the he judges the earth, that there is such a thing as justice, that the word of God is true. Unlike any nation who has a history that is recorded, kept mm. or understood, yeah. with, with the exception of maybe Israel. OK, yeah. Um, unlike with the exception of Israel, there's not another nation that has had the sort of history that America has had um, of the knowledge of God. Right. And you could see so, from the, yeah. even the, the founding documents that we've talked about. Oh, yes. That they knew and understand, understood, you know, who God was and, and how a nation should be built. And from for them to leave a place where they were being oppressed mm-hmm. and to have that same type of stuff going on here it was a major mm-hmm. drop of the ball. Yes. And it, I believe it was. Th- I believe that God did judge that. Yeah. I believe that our nation has acknowledged it. But I believe that the severity of the judgment 
was because of the church failing to be salt and light. You had entire church denominations that split over the issue of slavery. (laughs) Yep. Now, we don't have a lot of conversation. There's spiritual implications behind that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. All right. Got to grab this break. We'll be right back. (laughs) Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. Stay right there. Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. That's KB with This Is Life. Will the Great, was there any follow-up that you wanted to offer to our brother Joseph? Um, his comments. I, I There's mm. a little more I kind of want to say. I don't want to overindulge and just... Yeah. This is this is sort of like one of my platforms, right? Like this is this is one of my, <laughs> my soapboxes. Yeah. Um, but I understand well, we have other callers, so yeah. I, I want to be mindful of that. I, I just think, you know, when we look at the history and we we see what has happened we can rightfully say that that was wrong slavery was wrong it was a, absolutely a, a huge miss you know i like i say to even bring that over into the new world when you're mm-hmm. you are escaping oppression mm-hmm. you know and some would say well they felt like everything would just implode if they didn't continue on with slavery but i'm like you america should not have any even been a nation you Without won a the war. sovereign hand of God. Amen. Right. With Amen. farmers and militiamen. Yes. So yes. you yes. can't trust God that he's going to keep this nation if you, you know, abolish slavery. Yeah. So yeah. I w- but I will say that we I, I believe the Civil War was, like you said, judgment upon this nation, you know, for that sin, you know, and that it has been acknowledged. I believe, you know, I don't think people should be uh, should not have empathy and, and kind of make a comment like Joseph said he he's heard mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what that happened a long time ago you need to just get over that but there should be a point what of repentance and yet yes forgiveness mm-hmm. where we do move forward mm-hmm. and I think a lot of things have happened for us to move forward now I do you too. know and when we look at the body of Christ who can we withhold forgiveness from right after we've been forgiven of our sins and that's right. all I would say. Right. And, you know, let me just say again, the church is the church is charged with being salt and light. Yeah. And so if there is to be a change or if there is to be a representation of what it looks like to be a follower of the Lord Jesus, you should see that in church. So I therefore um, could not accept any man made philosophy as sort of like um, a guidepost for how we get through the nation's past. I don't believe that it provides any hope or any eternal instruction. I think it just keeps men perpetually upset with each other. Mm. And, and in fact, that again is part of the design. So, so when I, when I ask the question, so what would it look like? Um, You know, I guess in my mind, in my mind, I think that America and, and man, and I want to separate, I want you to understand that, the church exists in America. Mm-hmm. The church exists in America. America is not the church. Right. Understand that. Right. The church exists in right. America. So what was our responsibility? 
our responsibility was to be salt and light. Our responsibility was to do what the early church did under imperial rule. Mm -hmm. The early church was to show the difference. Here is what it looks like when you come to Christ. It doesn't look like what's happening in Rome. It, it doesn't it doesn't look at all like their social structures. In fact, the Holy Spirit is setting men apart and saying this person will be a bishop and this person will do that. Mm-hmm. And we are following his lead. Um, it doesn't matter if you were a slave or a noble out in the streets in the church. The Holy Spirit is leading the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. is. Tell- and this 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 is what the early church did. And I, I'm telling you and I you know, we don't we don't know. But I just have a hunch that if in America. You had people who, while claiming to fear God, didn't really like it was just something that was passed down, you know, to them, because you always have that group. You always have the group of it's just my culture. It's just it's just my tradition. Mm -hmm. But they have not truly accepted Christ. By the way, Christianity being your tradition does not make you saved. (laughs) <laughs> please, please understand that there is a difference, right, guys. And, right. and the enemy has deceived so many people with this, right. that because Christianity is your tradition, you believe you are saved. So if you have people who are genuinely saved and I, I just have a hunch that if in America, the church really stood as the church and behaved as the church. Oh man, there's so many disclaimers that are required even when I make this statement. So let me just say and and give the disclaimer and then we'll go back to the phone lines. It's not going to heal all wounds, but it's a start. If the church had held up the standard as the church was supposed to hold up the standard, I don't believe that the ripple effects that we feel even today that the enemy will not get off this nerve. Mm. The enemy will not get off this nerve. Right. Why? Because it was a moment of weakness, not in the nation alone, but in the church where there was supposed to be the greatest show of strength. Right. I believe the judgment of God on our nation was not just because the nation allowed slavery, but it's because the church did. Mm. And because the church, the the bride was split over this. Mm. Rather than going back to the authority of scripture, the bride was split over this. And I believe that that grieved the Lord. I, I, anyway, yeah. Well, the great, where do we go next? All right. Just read a comment from Jacqueline uh, in the chat. A strong America is an education system that teaches children God's word, reading, writing, and arithmetic along with accurate history. That's (laughs) a strong foundation. Yeah, that's a that's a threat to those who would destroy this country. Yeah. Kids who can think independently and ask tough questions and get those questions answered. Um, that's a threat to those who want to just form copies. People who just are, <laughs> you know, carbon copies, kind of right. just doing whatever. That definitely is a threat. Um, all, right. all right. Well, the great. Where do we go next? All right. Let's go to Mark in Arkansas. Hi, Mark. Hi. How are you guys Hello. today? Doing great. Doing well. I'm just excited to get through to the Addisons. And I listen to AFR all the time. But you guys, when I get the opportunity to listen to you, you guys are just brilliant. You're crisp, you're, you're rehearsed, you're smart, and good delivery. Anyways, thank you for that. God bless you. Thank uh, you. But I am calling about the topic of the day. And I was just reading my Bible this morning and come up across on Mark the story of uh, Jesus going out of country. And he is approached by a woman who has a possessed daughter mm-hmm. and uh, is asked if he would heal her. And he, was, he said, well, but I should probably feed my own children before I deal with another country's children. And her response impressed Jesus so much, he ended up, uh, he just said, go home, your daughter's fine. But my point is, is that unpa- unpacking it, it's got so much detail. Demons, healing, uh, 
you know, obviously the, uh, the political politics of foreigners. And anyways, my mm-hmm. point is, is I was hoping you guys could help me unpack it a little bit because I can't help but see the relevance to this conversation and getting to and trying to define what a great country is, much less a great America. And I'm going to hang up and let, listen to you guys talk now. But thank oh. you, thanks again for what you do. Okay, Mark. Mark, I, I, I wish I could could have you explain to me a little bit more where you're going and have you make the point of what you feel like jumps out at you about that scripture. Um, but I feel, I feel I feel like Mark just kind of got on. He pulled the pin out of the grenade and rolled it into the room and he was like, okay, now take that scripture and apply it to today's topic. I'm not really sure exactly how to do that. I think there's a lot in that. Um, I think he's talking about the Seraphonician woman um, where he says it's not good to give the the um, children's bread to dogs. Mm. I think that's the story he's referring to. But then she says, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that mm-hmm. fall from the table. Mm-hmm. This is an incredible display of faith. This is an incredible display of humility, mm-hmm. right? And I think this speaks yeah. to um, who Jesus came to first. This is this. I I, be, I believe that a cross reference would be John chapter one that he came to his own and his own people, <laughs> um, but they did not receive him. They but to all who him. did receive him, right? Right? Who believed in his name, mm-hmm. um, he gave the right to be called children of God. And That's so right. I, I believe what you see on, on display there is Jesus has been sent to his people, but this woman is like, hey, but if there's anything that you have for me. Yeah, okay. If there's anything that I can get from you, please let me at least have the crumbs. And mm. Jesus is so impressed with her. I'm not exactly sure how that ties in to the topic, Mark. Yeah. I feel like you had such confidence in my ability that I'm letting you down. And I am see, sorry I don't for know that. If Mark is still there. Mark, are you still there? All the high points, but the way the scripture starts out as it, it explicitly explains that Jesus left, he was going north, and he had at this point gone out of. Israel into another mm-hmm. country and was dealing with uh, Jews in a foreign land. And this foreign woman knows what he can do. And as always, when it comes to dealing with Gentiles, Jesus is, uh, you know, doing his thing, trying, because he's always approached as a Jew first. My mm-hmm. point is the politics of the whole thing is, uh, uh, I just I had this ding 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 moment. About the whole <laughs> it's okay. okay. That's okay. It's be it's because Mark. It's because we said go ahead, Mark, and then it's like oh wait, oh my goodness, I'm talking to the nation. My mind is going blank. No, it's no, it, okay. but this is this this passage is powerful. I mean, obviously, all of Scripture is powerful and profitable for us, and so I'm not exactly sure if I'm making the point that you had in mind. Um, but I would just say thank you for bringing the scripture in. And and so the Mark chapter seven mm-hmm. verses 24 through 30 is um, where our brother Mark is talking about. And I'll, I'll just read it and then we'll prepare to go back to the phone lines because maybe someone else listening might take something away from this or, or um, maybe, I don't know. Okay. And from, and from there he arose and went away to the region of Tyre and Sidon, or is it Sidon? Sidon. And he entered a house and did not want anyone to know yet he could not be hidden and did not want anyone to know yet he could not be hidden where you put those commas really matters. And I tell my kids <laughs> that all the time, but immediately a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile, a Seraphonician by birth, and she begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. And he said to her, let the children be fed first for it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs under the under the. Oh, my goodness. Mark's like she can't even read. 
Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. And he said to her, for this statement, you may go your way. The demon has left your daughter. And she went home and found the child lying in bed and the demon gone. It's a powerful story. Powerful. It is a powerful story, a powerful Amen. display of humility and an object lesson in the mission, the reason that Christ was sent um, first to the Jews and then to the Gentiles. And you see this all throughout scripture. Um, but even this response that this woman has is pleasing to the Lord. Um, she doesn't feel entitled, but just whatever, whatever, Lord, if, if there's anything for me. Now, I don't know if that if that helps makes um, helps to make our brother Mark's point, but. That's that's as good as I can do, well, Mark, good. that you've just thrown me and put me on the spot there <laughs> um, to make the point that's in your head that I don't know. I don't know what the point is. All right. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Mike in West Virginia. Hi, Mike. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Mm -hmm. It's been Hello. a while. Mm -hmm. Yes, it has. Um, I think a strong America is one where everybody has their head screwed on straight and nobody believes in nonsense. Uh, we should not be buying oil or anything else from Russia or China. Mm. And we should not allow Russia or China to get a moon base before we do. Mm. Okay. Yeah, Mike, thank you so much. And, mm -hmm. and I would just add, you know, I will circle back to this over and over again. Um, having, having your head on straight um, does not happen apart from knowing the Lord. That's right. It does not. Like having wisdom and having knowledge and knowing how you are to act in any given situation, even the the toughest down to the simplest of situations, uh, being in relationship with the Lord makes you wise. Amen. It, it helps you to have your head on straight. <laughs> so anyway, Mike, thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Will the Great, where do we go? All right, let's go to Eric in Texas. Hi, Eric. Hey, how you doing? Doing great. Hello. All right. Well, uh, I was calling in regards to, I guess, the topic at hand in regards to what would make a, a strong America. Mm -hmm. And so I was just meditating on why y'all guys were talking. <clears throat> and I'm reflect, I, I reflect back on, on the word, and uh, I'm reflective when Israel was the strongest as a nation. And uh, the word says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Amen. And I think uh, America has gotten weak ever since we've compromised <laughs> in regards to what the people have wanted. And you're right, uh, sister, in regards to who we are as the body of Christ in this country. We are to shine as the light that we are called to be and be the salt of the earth. And the church is compromised. And mm -hmm. to be honest with you, I believe the body here of Christ in America has compromised uh, its, its work in regards to the salvation of the lost and being that beacon because they've made it a business. They've marketed church. Mm. And so it's, it's been very watered down. Yeah. And when I look at Israel in regards to its strongest as a nation, it's because God was their Lord. They followed the statutes, they followed the ordinances that were written, and they did what they were supposed to do. And I can recall reading my Bible that uh, Israel was blessed during mm. that time, but the minute they went to worship false idols yeah. and do the things that they weren't supposed to do is the minute that God would bring judgment on a country, and uh, well, the rest is history. So yeah. Yes, uh, yes. The Word also says that nothing's new under the sun, so because judgment begins first with the house of God— uh, I don't know if too many people are aware of this, but America is the number one country for pornography mm -hmm. uh, throughout mm -hmm. the four corners of the earth. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I don't know how many people believe this, but I've been doing a, a study in Revelation. And uh, Mystery Babylon uh, seems to be uh, that, that the, 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 the kings of the earth are drunken off for fornication. Hmm. And uh, I, I just seem to think of America, you know, uh, the, 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 the kings of the earth in regards to our nations 
uh, our drunken off of our fornication and what we've put out. Man. And uh, we've compromised as, as, as a church and as yeah. a nation. And uh, I'm, I'm 40, going on 43 years old, and, and uh, I can remember back in the 80s when we used to pray in school. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to, uh, you know, stand up and, 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 you know, and say, in God we trust. And, you know, we're now we're taking the Ten Commandments out. We're, 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 we're basically, the church is basically allowing people of the world to remove uh, that which we'd hold sacred. And now, you know, Eric, think about that. that. Take that Take that observation that you're just making and think about the role that we play in a strong America. What is the role of the church in producing a strong America? Just, just think about that. Until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.